Well, this is a really interesting story penned by Tom Biddington, and he's been good enough to join us now uh, on Racing HQ. Good morning to you, Tom. Good morning, Steve. How long have you been back now from Hong Kong? Uh, it's been two years, basically, yeah. yeah. And what was your role years, over yeah. there at the time when you went over? Uh, I was there for five years and I was racing editor of the South China Morning Post. Yeah, tell me about the dis distribution with that particular magazine, which, oh, sorry, the newspaper, which uh, has newspaper, so much racing yeah. content. Yeah, it's the biggest English language newspaper in Hong Kong and obviously uh, sort of a gateway to, to China and um, for, for the English people who speak English. So, yeah, we've got a broad reach through through the world, really. Um, Europe, Britain, US, um, Asia and Australia and uh, that's sort of the... The connection. And how many journalists would work on that particular uh, publication? A hundred. Really? Yeah. It's, wow. It's a daily newspaper. Yeah, it's a big daily newspaper. It's a yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a major operation. Yeah. Mm. And prior to that, of course, you're with the Advertiser. Uh, yeah, I was with uh, been News Corp, and I'm back with News Corp now, and um, was with Racing.com for about 18 months as yeah. well before heading to Hong Kong. Yeah. Well, tell me about this rumour, which is quite a strong one, isn't it, regarding David Eustace? Yeah, I mean, they've been going around for six months or so, and uh, I was in Hong Kong last week for the international races, and um, it seemed to have gained a lot of traction, and um, so much so that, yeah, it's, um, uh, it seems to be a foregone conclusion, but... The challenge, of course, the, the delicacies of the Hong Kong situation and, and how they do business over there, it's um, it's a really tricky one. And um, you can talk about all the rumours, but until it's, uh, until it's announced, it, uh, it won't be confirmed. In your opinion, why would David be a perfect fit, Tom, for Hong Kong? Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's, he's a rising star of the training ranks. Um, he's got this... Um, Beautiful mix. Obviously, he's an Englishman um, with that racing background over there through his family. Uh, he's been in Australia. He's had success, obviously, with um, Kieran Ma, 30 Group 1 winners. Um, knows the situation, knows how racing works both in Britain and Australia. And, you know, that, that combination works so well in Hong Kong. Um, in Hong Kong, the jockey club in Hong Kong is desperate to have uh, more of a British and European influence. They don't have a British trainer at the moment after Richard Gibson. Uh, departed at the end of last season. Um, so they'd love to have that sort of global view of racing and global representation among the training ranks, and he ticks all those boxes. You mentioned Richard Gibson, but a few other senior trainers we've lost in recent seasons as well. Yeah, so between uh, Paul O'Sullivan, um, he departed, uh, David Ferraris, South African, he, he voluntarily left, and then like, end of last season... Uh, Tony Millard, another South African, uh, departed too. So there's certainly, um, op, you know, uh, slots available for for an ex expatriate trainers. Um, it's just about finding the right one. Mark Unum, of course, has been on this program in recent months a few times as well. And it just he said there's just no pressure. You know, you're not chasing bills. It's all done for you in Hong Kong, and that's the beauty of it to a lot of participants, isn't it? The, and and the staff that you get and all that and the support that you get. You yeah, can concentrate on the horses. Yeah, the support's outstanding. You don't have to buy any equipment. You don't have to worry about paying bills. You're not chasing up people, your owners, for, for money or anything like that. You get to work on the horses. You get to build relationships with the owners. You're, you know, you're at the track every morning, but then you know, say you get to 10 o'clock, you can go have lunch or you can play golf or you can you know, do whatever you need to do, spend time with your family. You're racing twice a week. Um, you know, so there's a great work-life balance. You're capped at 70 horses as, as a maximum. Um, and 
you know, this is so rigid and structured in terms of uh, the vets. You know, the vets are essentially supplied by the jockey club and they've got to fit in with all the regulations. And, you know, the whole process is very streamlined. So, yeah, you get to do what you do best. Yeah, David Eustace, of course, I remember him coming out here with another stable, didn't he, to spring carnivals and then eventually came at a notice from Kieran Maher and the operation there. Uh, yeah, I think it was with um, uh, Peter Moody originally. I think he spent time with um, Peter and Paul Snowden as well in Sydney. Um, he certainly spent time in Hong Kong. His uncle, David Orton, was a, was a trainer in Hong Kong. Uh, he spent time, I know David spent time with Casper Founds and, and David Hall in Hong Kong um, for you know, a short period of time. So, you know, he's got experience and would certainly fit well. But, you know, I guess the real challenge is <laughs> Dave's caught between a rock and a hard place at the moment. If If he is interested... Or if they are interested in him, he can't really say anything. And if they're not interested, he can't really answer it either. So, um, you know, he's not allowed if he, you know, I guess the best example I can provide is uh, David Hayes. When he went back up there, he um, he was told three months in advance that, you know, he was going to go and he had to keep it a secret for three months because until they announce it, it's, um, you know, it, it's not confirmed. So it's um, it's sort of a challenge that that scenario. Yeah, since joining the team, of course, it was about the middle of 2016. I just looked it up when David joined. That it doesn't seem like that long ago. Uh, the the, the, Mar, the Kieran Mar operation to become a partnership. Yeah. 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 No, he's obviously yeah a rising star of the sport. All right. So if they make a big announcement, Tom, what's your predicted uh, time frame date? Oh, to be honest, I, there's, there's, I wouldn't expect it to happen until uh, January or February okay. if you um, look at past past ones. But it, it, you know, I guess the point of the story was these are the, this everyone's talking about it. Um, but there's there are a lot of challenges involved in the way the Hong Kong does business, and obviously a lot of Australians don't quite understand um, that process. But um, yeah, that, that's what everyone's talking about, and obviously they'd be mad not to warn him. And um, it would seem a pretty obvious. Uh, move for him to make if that opportunity came up as well. So um, that's sort of where it all sits at the moment. And some pleasing news I was reading yesterday about Hugh Bowman back at track work this week. Yeah, horrible fall timing for his um, fall a couple of months ago or six weeks ago or whenever it was. So he missed out on International Week and some big rides there, but great to see him him back. And, um, yeah, hopefully he can pick up where he left off. He was riding in terrific form and really taking it up to, to Zach. Yeah, uh, in the early stages of the season. Also too, he's had 95 rides this season for 21 winners in Hong Kong, New Bowman. Of course, Zach rode uh, four winners there on the weekend. Luke Curry, um, he's back. He's got. I notice he's got one ride tomorrow at Flemington, but just a frustrating time for him. He wasn't able to ride one winner this season uh, from about 54 rides, Luke. Yeah, he wasn't given many opportunities, um, Luke. He, he was sort of... Again, he was another one where a lot of a lot of the time in Hong Kong, the really capable jockeys, it's just about the bounce of the ball going your way. And for him, he you know when he got up there uh, at the start of 2022, he rode a winner with his first ride at Sha Tin, and then he had a fall uh, four or five days later at, at a barrier trial, and he had a full book of rides for the next for the following meeting. Two of them won, and if he was riding them and you know they win, he you know things take off and opportunities open up for him. But instead he had to spend a couple of months on the sidelines. And then after that, you're sort of battling to, to try to regain some opportunities. And even though, you know, he did pretty well to get 20 winners in the end, um, at the start of this season, sort of you move on, Bowman sort of established himself and uh, other riders are there. And it's just, you know, it's tough to really get a foothold because the owners, you know, if you're not riding winners, you know, winners, winners create winners. So if you're, um, you know, the, 
yeah, big name owners want the best jockeys, and that's that's sort of where it's at. So you get bumped. You know, you might be on a nice horse doing some work for John Size, and then an owner comes in and says, actually, I want Zach to ride it, and there's nothing you can do. Tom, yeah, that ride tomorrow for Luke. One ride, Mornington Glory at Flemington Race 6-5 for Gavin Bedgegood. Let's hope the horse can run well. Just as we wrap up this morning as well, wasn't it great? You mentioned you were there for the big day. To see all those big names in Hong Kong racing all stand up and be counted. You know, Lucky Swain S, the Sprint, Romantic Warrior in the, the 2000, and, of course, Golden 60, and they're going to push ahead. There was some rumour that he might that might be swan song, but they're pushing ahead? Yeah, I think certainly things didn't go very well for um, the Golden 60. They would have pulled the plug on him, but um, he was outstanding. I mean, he was the performance of the of the meeting, his his turn of foot, which we all know he has, but um, to see him do it first up after 220-something days off um, against, you know, top-class opposition um, was just incredible. He, he broke... Uh, he ran 10.68 seconds from the 400 to the 200. And to put that in context, um, Lucky Swain S never broke 11 seconds at any point in the sprint. So, um, you know, his turn of foot was outstanding. And, and Romantic Warrior, to do what he did, he wasn't at his best, which you, know, you can't be after, you know, all the all the quarantine and travelling to Australia and running in a Cox plate and coming back. Um, to do what he did just shows his, you know, his toughness and his grit and the fact that Ryan Moore, you know, put the pressure on him from the 600 and, you know, made him, really tested him. And the fact that he, he outlasted was incredible. So he'll be even better um, later in the season, romantic warrior. So that was great to see. And, yeah, Golden 60 is a genuine superstar. And, you know, the real tragedy is they never sort of really got the chance to to take him internationally, but he's um, he's one of the best horses I've ever seen. Yeah, he's breathtaking, isn't he? Watching some of his performances. Look, it's lovely to catch up with you, and thanks for bringing us some some news on this. Uh, that, as you said, everyone seems to be talking about. They're talking about even more as well, aren't they? That your article has uh, you know come to light there, Tom. So thank you. All right, thanks, Dave. Yeah, Tom Biddington joining us, telling about uh, a rumour that um, uh, David Eustace may end up uh, in Hong Kong, of course. Just on the website, it says, uh, just a bit of a profile piece, it just says, son of a new market trainer, James Eustace. Racing is in David's blood in his father's yard from an early age, always learning. He then moved to uh, leading Hong Kong tra- uh, UK trainer, Roger Varian, whilst also becoming a capable amateur rider. And like Kieran Ma, David knows... To be the best, you have to learn from the best. So he moved to Australia where he's worked with Peter Moody, as was mentioned, and also the Snowdens before joining Kieran Ma as an assistant two years later, um, becoming making an official partnership there. So there you go. Yeah, you came out, I'm sure, with a couple of Roger Varian's horses for the Cup Carnivals uh, for a couple of seasons running there.